You're listening to Thinkers What Works podcast. I'm your host, Jason Todd, with my co-host, Alex Gary, and today, Tana Vittori, the Director of Destination Development with the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. That is a mouthful. Tana, welcome to the What Works podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Director of Destination <laughs> Development. I love the alliteration. What does that mean? It's a it's a big title, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's a mouthful. It's so good, though. Director of Destination Development. Rolls I think off what's, the tongue. what's cool about it is that six years ago, um, our downtown looked very different than it does today. So if you came down and you saw before pictures and after, then you would understand, I think, destination development and what that, what that really means. Mm-hmm. Um, but the focus was on downtown. And uh, it initially started out with just decorating for the holidays. And little did I know that the city didn't have anything. They didn't have a wreath. They didn't have a ribbon. They didn't have a light. They didn't have anything. And I started this investigation in mid-August. Oh, (laughs) time's ticking. (laughs) So through my... um, uh, leadership and uh, and work with uh, Rockford Sharefest, which literally went into the pu- Rockford Public Schools starting so in 2007. If people go into Rockford Sharefest, is that is a sure. program started by Heartland Community Church to do what? To um, really build into to leaders that were volunteers, but the focus was uh, being purposeful about transforming our Rockford Public Schools understanding that they had up to 100 years delayed mm-hmm. maintenance. So you would pick, wow. if I remember right, because it's, it's shifted a little over time, you would pick two schools a year and totally just have all these volunteers go in and just redo the school from top to bottom. Correct. It was two or three schools, and it was not just paint. Um, that really wouldn't make anyone say hurrah. You right. know, it was redevelopment of office space. It was creating teachers' lounges. They didn't have teachers' lounges, and so or functioning workroom rooms. And we would have non-functioning science labs. As sad as that is, what was really cool is that you could take five thousand volunteers over nine days and totally transform a school and make it new. And it looked and felt and experienced. The experience was new. So you you had been working with that for several years, and then mm-hmm. you basically uh, accept this job with the Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, and you find that there's really nothing there to work with. Yeah, that was just a scary moment. <laughs> Understanding that it was August fifteenth, and then I had did no idea. A, did they open a door and say, "Here's your here's your, here's your storage room," and you open it up and there's nothing it's a, there? It's no, a closet, here's, a little dusty closet. Right? <laughs> I think that was the kind of the the beauty for everyone is that you know naive being naive is <laughs> sometimes is is yeah, really a great thing for sure. So it was um, through my experience with Rockford Sharefest and understanding that you have to go big or go home in order to really change people's hearts and their perceptions and their value and um, and so as it started out it. It, it rolled quickly into the development of what we call today and then as well Stroll on State, which happens the Saturday after every Thanksgiving. Now, the goal was to decorate downtown. If you decorate downtown, then you have to have a Christmas tree and then you want to bring your community together to light the Christmas tea, tree. But I kept saying there's no way that you can bring people together, 500 people together, and then, then send them home. Right. So I said, we have to have some strategically some fun, family friendly um, 
beautiful things for people to see and do. And we need to get people's attention through cool lighting as much like Disney as possible to buildings because we have such historical and beautiful buildings that people come from out of town to see, but we don't value because we see it every day. We see it every day. And so those were some of the goals. And so by that November, Stroll and State was created, and I would have been so happy if five people, 500 people came. (laughs) Right. How many people showed up that first time? 30,000 people. Wow. Oh, I remember I was talking to the the subway people, the people on the sub sandwiches across from where you have the tree. Yes. And they said that first year was just a disaster for them because they were just because they thought only a few thousand people were going to show up, so they just park here, and it just way overwhelmed them. And so they ran out of food like two hours into the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was the most magical um, experience I think I've ever had to see something that beautiful happen and so quickly. And it was the most frightening at the same time. <laughs> and so this is, this, this now, now we're in 2018. So how long has Stroll on State been going on? This was its sixth year. Sixth year. Mm-hmm. So you had 30,000 people show up that first year. And yeah. what did you see in terms of the growth since then? Well, the second year, we thought, well, maybe maybe 30,000 people will come back. And, and just, again, we're shocked when 60,000 people came. And we get our numbers from the police. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it's not the Convention and Visitors Bureau <laughs> inflating things to make themselves look good. good. It's, no. it's the police now who are seeing and counting all of these people. And I'm sure the police are overwhelmed because they're wondering, how do, we, how do we react to this? I think because everyone was so happy yeah. and there were not no issues and the comments were just flooding yeah. in pictures. It was just, uh, I mean, just such a moment that lasts for so many months afterwards yeah. that because you're... you're the disbelief that you had is yeah. now belief right. and the hope that you have and you just see things tr- through different lens and, and it was beautiful. So, but yes, the police do help us um, come up with the estimated numbers. That's awesome. So you, you, you took this thing over or started this thing uh, and started with nothing, not even a wreath, right. not even any lights. Right. And I love what you talk about. You, you, you mentioned a few key things, I think. One is Disney. Mm-hmm. Now, Disney is all about experience. Right. So much so, and this is an interesting story I heard a long time ago, that uh, they, they have feral cats that roam around Disney World, and they let the cats out at night, and the cats make sure there are no rodents. Mm. And then the cats all go back to where, you know, wherever Disney keeps the cats. So you never see a cat and you never see a rodent, even though you see stuff everywhere. Also, cats every night. That's somebody's job. I don't know. What do you do for a living? I catch feral cats at Disney. And then here's here's another thing that Disney does is they, all of the people who collect trash and whatnot, you never see them. They're all Mm -hmm. dressed in white Mm -hmm. and they blend in and and your eyes overlook them. They've done studies on this. The eyes just overlook them. You never see them, never pay attention to them. And yet they're cleaning up after all of these, you know, after all of us who are littering constantly. Mm -hmm. It's not that people don't litter in in Disney World. They just take care of it immediately. Mm -hmm. All for this idea of experience. Mm -hmm. And that that seems to me that that was your focus. You wanted this go big or go home moment Mm -hmm. and this Disney-like experience lighting up Mm -hmm 
lighting up buildings that seem mundane to us. We pass by them every day, but you highlighted them mm-hmm. and you doubled, you doubled that growth because people thought, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. This is an amazing time to spend. Yeah, it was amazing. It was the, you know, the biggest blessing of my life. Really? Oh, I mean, my kids are up there, my well, husband. Well, sure, yeah. But for, from an experience and from events and, and uh, teaching, just the number of different things that I've done. And I thought that, that actually Rockford Share Fest and the transformation of schools, because I led the design team for that, was it. I had no idea that Strawn State would ever, that that would ever be something, um, and that I would have the privilege of organizing it and dreaming it and naming it and um that it would it, it that people would love it you you it's inter- I, I love the way you talk you you've used some really interesting things you talked about go big or go home you've talked about you know this idea of experience you also said you also mentioned saying turning disbelief into belief mm-hmm. and hope mm-hmm. okay so but but let I me mean, let's be real it's just people getting together to you know to have fun for the holidays and yet you're taking it at a whole different level for for people turning disbelief into belief and right. hope and, and wh- look at wh- the goosebumps yeah. yeah where's that coming from walk me through this i have seen and witnessed that when volunteers actually become invested they come they come back they would come back to schools and check on it they would volunteer in schools because they had been there and they even though they had never been in the school a a specific part of town or parts of town really because they had gone over nine days and they kept coming back they were invested and once you're invested it's a game changer once your heart becomes invested it's a game changer changer so what happened is that People who experienced Strawn State, there are so many people, they couldn't really shop. So guess what? They came back. So we often hear from business owners that Strawn State, the day of stroll, is their 13th month. And it is by far their their largest day of the year. And their net increase year over year is substantial and has maintained and sustained in their growth. Wow. So that stuff just, it does jazz me. Yeah. I think, wow, <laughs> that is, well, it, it of, is what you, that it is what we thought would happen. Yeah. And we did, we did plan for that. Yeah. Um, and we do have garbage teams. I mean, that work on the per- outside perimeter so that you don't see them. Yeah. And so all those details, we, we just did the best that we could. Um, but it, it's, it happened. The That's enthusiasm amazing. is part of that from the fact that your husband and you owned a small business for a longest time, right? Vittori's um, Repair up in Roscoe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because people, if you have those, if you have a big weekend like that, that can sustain a small business for a couple of months, right? Do you think some of that enthusiasm came because you saw, you've, you've been part of the small business um, atmosphere where, you know, there are, there are lots of peaks and valleys? Maybe, maybe. Um, my husband has been was very successful and has a great. Um, he's great, a great manager, and he's trustworthy. He's a highly skilled technician. So he had grown a business for years that was just was flourishing, and we were able to move to a bigger, a larger facility. So I don't know that that was. That was it. But everything since I was a kid, I can now reflect back and say, I visioned big 
big events, big things to change people or change cities. And that was just, those are dreams I had as a kid. Didn't know, you know, that I'm now like at a, where I could be looking at retirement, <laughs> that I would be doing some of well, those things. Th- this, is, this is like a second act, right? You, what were you doing before you accepted the job at the Rockford uh, Area Convention? RACVB, I'll say it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was most, honestly, I was full-time invested in the development of Rockford Share Fest as a volunteer. And with uh, our church at Heartland, it's, it's actually, we were, we were going to, once we decided that when we sold our business and we were offered other opportunities, we decided to move from Roscoe into Rockford or a local area so that we would be able to continue to invest here. You mentioned that you wanted to change people. And just prior to that, what was going through my mind is the even the, even this stroll on state thing. It's such a people orient. You have such a people oriented view of what you're trying to do. It's not it's not the event. The event is a is a mechanism. It's the it's the transit for it, by which you can impact people. But you're not you don't seem to be getting lost in this idea of the event. I mean, you're you're not talking, you talk a little bit of logistics, but you don't, you don't spend time on logistics. You're not talking about, you know, all the checklists that you had to do. You're, you're, you're high. Yeah, I bet you could, (laughs) but you're so high. You're what's coming out of your gut Mm -hmm. and your first communication is so focused on the people. That's that it's, it's stand out. It really is. You I mean you? That's impactful you, to me to hear you say. It that. is totally. It's totally stand out because mo- most people, I think, when I would listen to them, I would hear, "Well, you know, we had X number of people, and here's X number of volunteers, and we had the following things that we had to get put into place, and it would be these these kind of a checklist of the things that you needed to do to carry out a successful event." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Rather than, oh, we did these lights because people are passing. They don't understand the people and the people and the people and the people. And we got them an experience and disbelief and belief. But mm-hmm. disbelief and belief is you 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 have checklists from you have checklists that you need to do to to maybe to impact people. But but disbelief and belief and hope those are people centric mm-hmm. words and people centric communication. Mm-hmm. So it wh- where did that get birthed? You 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 were even talking about like I had these dreams as a kid. Mm-hmm. Where did it get birth? How did this develop? I, you know, I think I was so young. I don't really know, yeah. but I know that principals, if there was a, a someone new that came to town, yeah. I they would I would get they would ask me to be their their guide or yeah. the leader. And then I remember in elementary school, group of us developing this program and saying, can we put it on for, you know, can we do this for the student body? And the purpose of doing it was to bring people together, yeah. to bring a common, you know, something common and something to rally around and celebrate. Yeah. And in, in Rockford, um, Rockford is beautiful. Hmm. It has so many attributes you know, a river runs through it. Greatest asset that we have, one of them, right? Mm-hmm. We have sure. nas- we have not, we have beautiful parks, um, we have beautiful buildings, but we had gotten to a place where I think we collectively all really focused on the hardships and the negative, and yeah. um, and that really needed to change. Well, you, you know, you bring that up because you lived in Roscoe for all these years. Sure, I, I remember one time I was at. The, I was waiting in line for, to buy tickets at Rockford University 
uh, for one of my daughter's plays. And the people behind me mentioned, were talking about how, you know, there's a musical going on down at uh, the Nordloff Center. And the ladies behind me were saying, well, you can't go downtown. <laughs> right. You're right. going to get, you know, you're going to get hurt. It is three miles away. And I turned around. <laughs> I, 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 I turned around and said to him, I said, there's, you know, there's no crime in downtown Rockford. There's a couple sections of Rockford that are pretty rough, but not downtown. I mean, there's no crime downtown. And they, they just wanted to argue with me. I said, I work at the paper. I know what the stats mm-hmm. are. But that, that is the, that was the feeling I understand it. People outside of Rockford, they just were scared of coming downtown. I understand it because when I started working here, I didn't park my car in the parking garage that I had a pass for for a month because my experience downtown was very, very new when I started this job. My only experience down here was when I was called for jury duty. Right. You showed up. (laughs) And I showed up. (laughs) And I figured out where to have lunch. Right. um, So... Downtown was new to me. Yeah, so many people don't don't venture down here. But it, it is you have such a heart for for the Rockford area and for the people, and and it's it is interesting to me that when you said you know this is the biggest this is like the greatest accomplishment the greatest thing that's ever happened it uh, it's remarkable because hmm. I and the, the reason it's remarkable is we we have a lot of people people come from all sorts of paths on here and the, and the topic is you know what works and you know the 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 other side of that is what hasn't worked you know mm-hmm. and i and heard every, a lot of that yeah totally and what everybody's path is different to what works you know there's i mean there, there's what over 50,000 business books written per year and yet mm-hmm. most businesses will fail mm-hmm. well it's not for lack of information the mm-hmm. businesses fail right and and people struggle 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 mm-hmm. uh and maybe it's all for a point right uh, but then there's, there are people, and, and I think many people can find themselves kind of where you are at, where it's like, I have this dream. I'm not exactly sure how it happened here, but this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And it's, I, it, it's such a remarkable place to be in to me. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's striking me somehow. Mm. Uh, that you know you're at the Convention and Visitors Bureau, and Rockford has received a bad rap for a long time, mm-hmm. internally mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, visitors to the area seem to be okay with Rockford, but it's all the people who've been here forever. Mm-hmm. They're sort of down on it. And then Strollin State is on the front page of the travel <laughs> yeah. page on the Sunday before Thanksgiving in the Chicago Tribune. Right. I mean, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's such an it's such an amazing it's such an amazing event with such a heart behind it. I'm wondering I'm wondering if if it, we we talk to people about this that organizations are just constructs they just are made of people who happen to agree towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. And if they one day woke up and said we don't agree to that common goal your organization's done. So this idea of of the people behind Sharefest mm-hmm. just a bunch of volunteers who all came together and made a massive impact mm-hmm. for for an organization that struggles to make massive impact, they go big or go home, right? Or for a community that is just down on itself, maybe can't even pinpoint why, but just down on itself. That disbelief, we don't even believe or have hope in each other, right? And then you, via via initially that heart behind it, right, pull off an amazing event that maybe people thought couldn't be done and maybe people didn't have high hopes for anyhow. 
It's true. Because uh, it's Rockford. And all of a sudden, boom, you you turn disbelief into belief and you have 100% year, you know, year over year growth. That's a fantastic. I don't, it's a remarkable. I'm. It's very hard for me to hear that. I think it's very humbling because I know that it wasn't just me. I had a vision for it and definitely had to, you know, that put blinders on because yes, people did not believe and I was in it. So I yeah. had to, I had to keep rolling with it and believe yeah. that it would happen. The ball's rolling. Keep it going. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say to you that yeah. the ShareFest, you know, was Heartland and the ShareFest team and City First and some the park district's key and, and SVL, all the lighting and sound was donated. I don't pay performers um, on that night. We do as a convention and visitors bureau and believe in in paying, but it was it was an event that started out for the community and very quickly became by the community because to do it at the scale that I wanted to do it, it required massive buy-in yeah. and participation and very quickly. And everyone just got excited about it. So what principles did you follow to get people on board? Um, that they had to understand that we believed that this could happen and could be transformative and catalytic and part of the movement that City Market had created and Sports I, Factory was going to believe. I was going to bring up and, City Market. Yeah, yeah, we're not in this. We, I mean, we are not the it or the end all be all. Sure. We are part of, part of great yeah. movements that mm-hmm. have been catalytic and changing downtown. We're just a piece of it. And you set the site, I mean, you set that bar real high saying this can be. This can happen. This can be transformative. Mm-hmm. This can be catalytic. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Everything had to be up yeah. and to the right. It had to be happy. It had to be Disney-like. It had to be. Um, it, you, it had to have the spirit of the holidays. And if it didn't, we would say no. We, I mean, I, I'm. A, I can be really candid to say there were there have been sponsor people that have wanted to sponsor, but. It just didn't fit with the, you know, family oriented mm-hmm. event. And we've said no. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that level of standards. It's being willing to say, gosh, I love what you do. It really doesn't fit with this event. Or yes, in order to keep this event free for all the community and people who want to come, that's a high value for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes funding. Yeah. But we can't risk you know, we can't risk the association for this event, mm-hmm. and so we're we're we are we're gonna we're gonna say no. So you've you've got this high standard. This can happen. This can be transformative. That's that's a lofty goal. It is lofty. Right? It is totally <laughs> yeah. totally lofty. But, but it calls you know, people up. You might as well call people up, and right. And then this the idea of you you want a happy Disney experience holiday, and you so you set this standard for what what you want the experience to be like. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a lofty goal. What do you want experience to be like? What other what other principles did you follow when it's when you got people standing in front of you, and it's time to make them make them engage or facilitate their engagement, right? What what principles did you follow as, as an individual? Well, um, understanding that we wanted this to become a tradition, and we wanted instead of families leaving to to just share with people. We, we want to feature you. We want to pe- feature 
people that have great artistic value, musical value. We want you to be highlighted and seen, and this is what that needs to look like. You need to be dressed appropriately for the holidays. You need to be engaging. You need to be here on time. You need to be practiced. We want to see what your outfit's going to be. We want to hear a tape of your or CD of your music. I mean, you have to be qualified, and that has to be okay because we... We we have we're going to do we're going to do everything as excellent as we can, and that requires all of us to give excellence to the best of our ability. Wow, is it have, being from this community? Uh, this community tends to, and I don't think I'm wrong here. This community tends to be a little more political. Uh, and There's a another more... principle. <laughs> I can bring that up. Yes, yeah? thank you okay. for thank you for reminding me. Yeah, what's that? Two things. Okay. Uh, from the beginning, um, and maybe this is a personal bias. I know that we lose revenue because what we will we don't allow is we don't have marketing booths, so people can't. We, so if you're it's running for office, a, you can't rent space and hand no. out all your stuff. If you're a business that just wants to say, hey, this is who we are and this is what we do, all of that is good stuff, yeah. but it's just not what people are going to come. There are networking events for that. Right. <laughs> it's not what this event is for. We have told and shared and and the business owners uh, agree with us and, and follow this that for Everything that is done during Stroll and State, we want people to feel as though they were our guests and invited to our home. And the last thing you would do is give them a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. We want them to come in. We want them to smell food, good food cooking. We want them to be, you know, we want to be hosts that our our homes are are as beautiful as they can be. We want to have... um, food and drink available, great music, and we want to be hosts. And so that's what we want people to feel like when they come to this event. So we don't have any marketing. You don't see it in the parade, and we do not allow any um, politicizing. None. Mm-hmm. If someone you know, is an elected official, they're already elected, they're not running, and they say, we'd like to have a float, they can do that, but we have a per- float application. And we encourage it, and that also means no politicizing. Mm. So it's, you know, brought to you happy holidays from. That's great, but you know, you you need to hand out candy, mm-hmm. and it and that's just the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Kids want candy. <laughs> oh man, I love it. It's refreshing. Is it? It totally Good. is. It's very refreshing. Most. I mean, again, I've been in this community for a long time. It makes it clear the, for us. And I love the community. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, but uh, small towns and maybe you know large towns alike tend to have a little tend to be a little bit more uh, embedded in some sort of well, you can and can't do this because you know so and so and the politics and and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. He said you have a totally different value system that you're that you're building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And like I've never I've never heard anybody. In, in this podcast, and we've had a lot of podcasts, never heard anybody in a podcast or in any any business that I've talked to go, you know what? We want to be hosts. Mm. I want you to feel like Doesn't you're coming into great? my uh, coming into my home, and and I and so I'm not going to give you a piece of paper. I'm not going to market to you because why would I do that as a host of you know in my own home? Right. And yet you do this on a massive scale, you know, with with uh, skilled individuals and you know big lighting, big sound. A lot of vendors, mm-hmm. 
you managed to keep that spirit throughout the whole thing. Oh, the big sound makes me laugh. So the last time I saw your boss, John Groh, who was on the podcast, I was actually at Subway, right? Which is right across <laughs> from the trees. We're, back, like to, we're back to Subway. I do. I go back Pan to Subway nice three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and John comes over, and I had, had a conversation with one of the people doing sandwiches there who I really like. And so we, whenever I'm in, we're talking. And I asked him how the stroll and state goes. He goes, man, it's so loud. My hearing is just coming back. Because every time the door would open, you know, all that noise was coming yeah. through. Plus, it was just really packed, right? So John comes in and asks me how I'm doing. I said, I'm doing fine, but I think you got to apologize to Kenny. <laughs> so they had this conversation about how loud it is. It's fun. So this might be an odd question, but I'm, I'm reading an interesting book now. And so the question I'm going to ask is, when would you stop doing Stroll on State? When's it, when's it time for Stroll on State to move on? For me or for it to stop? How, however, for... however, you th- however you think of that question, whether it's for you or whether it's for, for Stroll on State in general. Mm-hmm. Knowing there's a season for everything. What's, right. When would you know the season's over? When would I know the season's over for the community is when you start seeing a, de- a, de- a consistent decline in attendance. Okay. Um, of course, you know, there are lots of variables that can happen per year, so I wouldn't look at it for one year. Uh, when, the, when the comments become negative, when it becomes complacent for business owners and for all of us, maybe. Um, I think that because it is one day and people can count on it and it's a certain day, my hope in prayer is that that does not, not happen because I think yeah. it's so good for the community. I think we are uh, have been very diligent about understanding that a succession plan is important. And so it is no longer just me, a department of one. <laughs> it is now a department of three. Okay. And so, which is... Uh, both Jenny and Kristen are uh, full-time with Destination Development, and Jenny was the event lead this year. I was still a director. Kyozo. Okay. And uh, Kristen is operations, and she's got a great mind for that. Both of them, are their skill set is perfect, and their hearts are in alignment mm. with, uh, with mine, which is the most amazing gift yeah. Because they they're working hard and and have made it made stroll better this year and will make it better as I you know sort of take a, a step a step sure. aside. Well, yeah, you need you need to find people who are invested. I mean, there's a couple of examples, right? The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is going to take place forever. I think even when it becomes Amazon, when Amazon wipes out Macy's, it'll you know it'll still be <laughs> Amazon there, Day right? Parade, right? But as <laughs> you knows? know, as we look in in Rockford, you know, on the waterfront was hugely popular and successful for a long time, but then a mayor came along that wasn't invested in it, and so mm-hmm. he didn't support it, mm-hmm. and it kind of went away. Uh, Young at Heart Festival, Mills Park, McChesney Park, even even though they're behind, you know, the people involved were behind it. It had long kind of been on that decline, and so they've walked away. So, you know, there's examples of, of both things, things that will last forever because mm-hmm. they're easy and they're popular and they're, they're easy. To, and then some things do run their course. Mm-hmm. Everything has a, se- a season, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. So let's – I'm curious. <clears throat> We've talked about some deep, top, deep topics here. So let's, run, let's move out of the deep topics for just a moment 
uh, and all the psychology, uh, even though I'm just fascinated by it and I love it. Give us some numbers or some facts about Stroll on State. Like, how many, like, do you have this, like, how many lights we have and how many people we have and how many, like, (laughs) she asked me before and maybe she needed numbers. I I told her no. Okay. So I lied to her. (laughs) Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, give us, give us, give us something. I mean, it's, it does, the, the, you know, it's it's not an easy thing. People might look at it. Well, you hey, had, you had nothing well, six years ago. So what do you have now? Oh, what did well, you put away? I mean, I can give you approximate numbers. My my fear in giving sure. like numbers is Don't that give us someone will read someone read the no, 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 by no. the numbers and say, oh, she's yeah. So to the person, we'll, we'll cover this. So to the person who's going to judge us based on our factual evidence of numbers, go go away. So is that enough? Okay, great. So, <laughs> so we probably have over a hundred stringlet trees. Okay, uh, wow. six, eight, ten, twelve foot trees wow. that you see, you know, planted along the riverfront in downtown. Okay, we have probably seventy-five or eighty gift of the giant gift boxes. Okay, they come in three different sizes as well. Wow, um, those were made by a, an engineer um, from Woodward. Woodward Governor, whose side love is for woodworking. And so over years, yes, he would stay up sometimes all night and take vacation days to get us up and running Mm -hmm. and um, is a great, great guy. Many of the people on our team, there are four leads with Santa's Workshop is what we call it. And uh, ShareFest and and Santa's Workshop was given a building for a dollar downtown that's one of three warehouses that we work out of. And they start September 15th with the actual volunteer construction of uh, stringlet trees, uh, lolly, all the lollipops. We probably have, a, let's say, 144 lollipops. Wow. Some are eight feet in diameter down to four feet and two feet in diameter. And they work on Saturday mornings from 8 to noon and Tuesday nights from 6 to 9. And the four leads are consistently there. And then we have other leads that are also consistently there. And then a community comes in when they can and volunteers. So we have all of that. We um, do all of the setup downtown. And for the decorating, it takes two days to do that. And then we tear down. We have approximately 80 red bows that go on the lampposts and all the garden garland with the lights. Um, we have, oh golly, we have 12 foot uh, nutcrackers that were made by Starlight. We have four of those. We have 10 wooden soldiers that are set up. We have arched lighting. You see similar like lighting right now at Nicholas Conservatory. It's beautiful. Um, and all this is in a warehouse? Like terracotta Three. soldiers? Three different warehouses. Three different right? warehouses, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we don't go in there at night. That'd be weird. Yeah, like because the heads are off. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the heads stand in front of the bodies. <laughs> that sounds like a bad dream. <laughs> so it's we have what we call facades, and I actually took a picture. I was watching a holiday uh, like Hallmark movie, right? Yeah, and they had this Christmas event, and they had the same facades. I took a picture. I, picture of it and i sent it to the team i said what in the world they look exactly like ours did we copy them or did they copy <laughs> us but those are massive and we probably have 25 of those wow and um and the list really goes on and on we put bows you'll like this we uh put bows on every single portalette 
on the doors. Really? So that with a message, a gift tag message. Aww. Yeah. Man. So that it's not just a portalette. Yeah. Yeah. So you're engaging the entire community, really. I mean, so many volunteers, so many people who put this thing together, mm-hmm. uh, vendors who, who want to apply to be part of it. We pro- Last year, a year ago, I think we had 32 vendor- vendors. This year, we had over 50. Mm. Um, we had and, 15 well, floats in the parade. And what, kind of, what, kind of a, what kind of things are they vending? Mostly it's food and beverage. But this okay. year, the addition was actually, uh, you know, craft items, um, that were gifts, you know, you could buy as gifts for oh, the holidays yeah. or um, many vendors from City Market mm-hmm. just applied to uh, become part of Strong State, which actually required an extra um, uh, permitting that they had to pay additional money for. So oh, wow. that's okay. that was a real bonus because years one and two, we were begging, you right. know, we were really asking volunteers to please come and yeah. And support. What's your deadline on vendors? Uh, great question. Um, it is for sure by the end of October. Mm-hmm. Next year, it's going to be earlier. We run one million cups, and so we get several retail people through. So I'm just gonna, oh. I'm just going to you know mm-hmm. pick the better ones out and say, hey, this is something out of pack. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, this this has been fascinating. Really? It, no, it truly has. I don't say that. Um, I don't say that lightly. No, you'll know if you'll know if I don't think you're fascinating. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. What's interesting I'm totally is kidding that you. <laughs> State is one is one piece of what of what destination development does. I was going to say, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> so Forest City Beautiful. Okay. So Strong State was in November, and right. then that next spring. Um, we went into an agreement with the city of Rockford for a pilot program that was modeled off of Chicago's Gateway Green and okay. two other programs. All right. And they, again, you know, this is, they said yes. And we had, let's say it was seven or 10 lots downtown, usually the perimeters of the parking lots. But because of their financial situation and their their staff num- staff numbers they just couldn't i mean nothing new had been planted since like 1974 so sharefest partnered with us and scott sanders did the design work for us and we partnered with the city and we took everything out and had everything newly designed for and then over two summers that was the sharefest project or one of them one of to and they came down and did the installation and I'll tell you the first year was rough 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 because <laughs> they're the rock and it was underneath oh, all of that and mm-hmm. the the root systems um, and so today it looks very different so with that agreement I um, contract and take care of a hundred percent of the maintenance and contract for that, and we raise money. You'll see the signs out there for City Beautiful. We have sponsors that support that, and the city generously supports us with that as well. So it really is a public-private investment. So that was the next thing. After that, it was the sculptures. That um, that's another story in of itself. Um, yeah, those just kind of showed up one day. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's almost how it happened. John had sent Jen Hall and I down to check out a um, chalk festival in Sarasota, Florida, 
and also the seasons of sculpture down there. And um, as we were meeting with the organizers and some city officials, found out that there were sculptures that had been in Florida that were at Illinois Wesleyan. And I said, oh my gosh, my mom graduated from Illinois Wesleyan. (laughs) I said, if they're at Illinois Wesleyan, now the two artists, sculpture artists, are from New York, nationally acclaimed artists. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, if they're in Illinois Wesleyan, is it possible they could come to Rockford? And within two and a half months, everyone saw that as a huge yes. Mm -hmm. And we all made it happen. And so we got those sculptures and additional sculptures from those two artists for two years on loan to us. So we paid for transportation and, of course, insurance. And so there is an investment. But they were on loan. And one of them sold to a um, to Texas. So that was the first round of sculptures. And now we have another group so that's the other thing that we're that we worked on we are are host the banner have the banner program throughout rockford and and manage that and seems like there's at least one or two other things (laughs) (laughs) there probably are so these are the things that a whole community overlooks until they understand the heart that's behind them Mm. and why they're being done so the recvb has become kind of like um known for the beautification efforts which isn't i don't know if that's really their original mandate when i went to uh, tennessee a couple of years ago I stopped in chattanooga and chattanooga does a lot with alleyways mm. right there there's lots of little interactive kind of things so i i'm taking pictures at midnight and texting him to john gross saying we got to do this in rockford right because i knew that if anybody in town's going to move on it it'll be john yeah so that's the murals the murals are the other thing the mural that that the couple few murals that have gone up and truly i i sit here John is a bigger visionary than I am, and he's willing to move the ball. And our board, this is true, in 2012, the CVB put out, had a, a citizen survey go out just to, to, to find out how much do citizens know about the CVB and what they do, which is usually around sports tourism because right. we're, we're still so great at that, the yeah. team is. What people wrote in is, uh, would you create events that we, our community, would enjoy? And would you please beautify the city? And this is before Tana. Um, mm. Our board made a decision through John's leadership to go in that direction. And so that's why he was seeking people out. So kudos to them because they had to seed it, mm-hmm. to fund it, yeah. and they had to make a decision to go a different way yeah. than they've traditionally gone so huge on their part huge courage yep absolutely at a time at a time when people were really down in the community really didn't believe really had no hope Mm -hmm. and like you talk about you moved you moved and, and are moving people at that most basic level to belief and to hope uh which is so critical in this in in this community maybe at this time uh and maybe maybe always has been so maybe. tana it has been wonderful having you on the what works podcast oh a real pleasure hearing your heart uh and we'll look forward to hearing from you uh in the future and see what see what the RACVB does thank you so much the what works podcast is a production of thinker ventures 
Learn more at thinkerventures.com.